0: by yeah. Thursday night already. We're back, 8 p.m. on the East Coast. Jumping right in here. Glad you're part of the show, Real America's Voice, as always. Got my We the People shirt on tonight, and I think that's appropriate given what happened today. We'll talk a lot about that. We're going to dig in here.
1: Uh, Slick Rick's going to do some sports, though, as well. Slickster, how are you? All right, Big D. I want to know where everybody's from, so get in the Get It chat. Hey,
2: well, oh
1: I want to know tonight where you're coming from. Click Rick on a the- roll
0: call. Roll, roll call. call. City and state. Put it in the chat if you're on Getter. Some people still say they don't know how to get to the chat. Go to Getter or download the app. Go over to Real AM Voices, Real America's Voice account, and click right on the live stream there at the top of their account, and you'll get taken right in. You'll see our ugly mugs. Yeah, that's. if you're watching on Getter, then you're already there, so you don't need this information. If you're watching on anything else, then... Um, Yeah, that's where you get to the chat on Getter, on Real AM Voice. That's their tag, Real America's Voice Getter page, and that's where we are. So, uh, Rick Delgado is going to do the
2: news tonight. How are you? Ah, I'm good. I had so much to talk about and I completely forgot what it was. All right, (laughs) very good. That's all right. You know, I feel like Joe Biden. Okay. Um, Well, we're going to sorry to hear that.
0: (laughs) We're going to maybe institute a new rule on the show as a matter of fact Uh-oh. all right and fran pay attention because i know we've been doing tv a long time together and you've been doing a lot of production and i know there's certain rules that we all kind of follow in television especially when we come in and out of breaks which i've always have been important to me getting in and out of the breaks and the guys know that and the staff everybody knows that yeah well i'm throwing it all out fran all right, aaron pay attention too. it's all going out the window there's wow, no, the no more of this. When, when I cue out, I may just get up and walk out and leave. <laughs> because here's what happened today over on MSLSD um, at the end of the interview with Nicole Wallace and Joe Biden. Check this out. Oh, Damon.
3: <sighs>
0: and this is why we
4: have rules. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> See, this is why you follow the rules. Here we go.
4: Well, and and the ones that didn't vote for your bills, but run on them. That's right. Mr. President, thank you. Thank you. Thank you very Nicole, much. I appreciate it's great it, to have you. Thank you. you. <laughs> Don't go anywhere. It's a very exciting day around here. Um, we'll have Where's reaction uh, and analysis <laughs> to everything we just heard. Well, and, and the ones that didn't vote for you.
1: I ain't waiting. Wow. <laughs> <Yeah>. Gotta go. <laughs> it's probably a nature call. Uh,
0: <laughs> uh, ready, re- ready for take four. Ready for take four. We're still live. We're still live, Joe. We're still live. In his head, all he could hear
2: is "Gotta go, we gotta go, we gotta, gotta go right go, go now." Back <laughs> now. <laughs> the <laughs> the Nadler shuffle. He, was, he, was, doing, he was doing the Nadler. Here he is. Yeah, yeah hey, you, you know was that doing up. was. Doing a Nadler. That was up oh. for. I,
0: saw, <laughs> I, I saw that was maybe up for debate. Oof. I mean, no concept of hit the break, man. No. Just can you give us five, five more seconds? Stay right there. We'll be right back.
2: <laughs> <laughs> nope. Gotta go. As you can see, she had no idea what to do. She was like, <laughs> just, oh, this is pretty exciting. No, it's not, because this is not supposed to be happening. Uh,
1: <laughs> Joe, two doors down on the left bathroom.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just, just wanders
1: yeah. off,
0: gets up out of the chair, shakes her hand, and just wanders <laughs> off right as they're going, to, right, right on
2: live wow. television. Don't forget to light a match. So I mean, That is what they
0: tell him to do every time he speaks anywhere else at any time is just probably. get out of there as fast as possible.
2: <laughs> yeah, I guess that's true. Like, don't <laughs> answer any more questions. Man, oh man. So. Well, you know what? It's funny that you played this because I saw this today and I, I retweeted I'm like, this guy has no idea what he's doing or maybe he does. Maybe he does, Dame. All I'm saying, it's a theory. I'm just going to throw this theory out there. Okay, go ahead. He knows... This whole, you know, scheme of of, of deals and backroom, you know, money from China and Ukraine and Belarus and wherever the hell it's coming from, it's now getting exposed. Right. Now he's like, uh oh. <laughs> Do you this think is... he's afraid Nicole Wallace
0: is going to no. ask him?
2: No, he's not afraid of that. Oh, he's he's starting to lay the groundwork. Look. I, I don't know who I am or where I am. I just go. And, and, and this could be a perfect way for, it, for them to say, look, w- let's back off those meds. He said, He said, you know what? It's time for me to go bye-bye. So back off the meds. Let's just let, let's, let nature take its course and see what happens. That could be an example of nature taking its course. Okay. So he's got plausible deniability. Look, <laughs> okay. I don't know what I'm doing. I walk off of TV sets in the middle of interviews. Uh-huh. You can't charge me. I can't go to jail. G- it was Hunter's fault. Who's Hunter?
0: I'm going to up your meds, I think.
2: Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what... You know what? I think he's laying the groundwork, Dame. You watch. They're not going to be able to charge him because he's not going to be fit to, to to stand trial. Okay, okay. I mean, I'm... That's that, what I'm thinking. Okay. How okay. am I not... How, how is... Nobody agreeing with me in the chat <laughs> no, I not uh, I wonder I wonder how, Winfield, I wonder how Kansas or,
0: or I wonder how or, uh, no one's agreeing with that. Grand Island,
2: New York or Norton Massachusetts or Texas City, Texas, how come you're not agreeing with I'm
5: me be yeah, <laughs> <Why? laughs>
0: So there you uh, go um, well, I mean to really you know these are the days that um you really if you're if you're into politics and you're into and listen, we've all had our disagreements with the Supreme Court. We just talked about it the other day in that ruling, in, the, in some of the individual uh, justices and their decision-making. And, and, and as we complain about that decision, about the words and what the words mean, today's decision is exactly the opposite of that. It was all about exactly what the words mean, the plain language of the 14th Amendment in this landmark day for the U.S. Supreme Court and the United States as this decision comes down and the justices bar uh, the use of racial preferences in college admissions. What, a, what an interesting day, number one, to, to read as much as I could of the decision, and it is a doozy of 259,
3: 270 pages long, Justice Thomas's concurrence is,
0: what I could read of it, and some of the highlights I saw, is, is unbelievable. It is just fire. And, and the direct aim that they take at the three liberal justices, and I have to say, even Chief Justice John Roberts, the direct take, he, he withering language to Justice Sotomayor and the other liberals on the court. Um, As the court today basically said that using race in admissions in the way that schools like Harvard and UNC have been blatantly doing is a violation of the Equal Protection Clause of the 14th Amendment. And that, of course, is the amendment passed in the wake of the Civil War that abolished slavery and established what most of us have always believed, in, and that is a colorblind constitution. Which leads to, hopefully, a colorblind society. And um, the majority opinion today issued by John Roberts, six to three decision, the three liberal justices, we'll get to that in a second, underscoring, <clears throat> underscoring the Constitution, barring discrimination by race under all circumstances,
3: even even posing it as a supposed remedy for past discrimination.
0: And what Harvard and UNC were doing was clearly engaging in
3: uh, outward admissions-based outright racism in, um, against Asians
0: and basically doing this racial balancing. And they make a point in the decision, if you look at the last number of years, And you break out Asians, um, African-Americans, and I forget how they broke it out. But if you look at the numbers, they're literally the exact same. They are perfectly balanced over the last 10 years. Now, the liberal justices, by the way, are fine with that in in their opinions, in their dissents today. Um, they think the use of race in administration, uh, and, and race in admissions and racial discrimination is fine and should go on forever, quite frankly. Um, and of course that is all based on what the left feels and what they were all screaming about today. And that is that we live in a, um,
3: systemically racist society, which we've talked about a lot on this show over the last couple <laughs> years.
0: Their idea is that this nation is systemically racist, inherently systemically racist, and therefore the only way to amend that uh, is with more discrimination, of course, by government. Yes,
2: more, more racism, but actually directed at a couple particular skin colors and groups um, because, you know, well, uh, I don't know, uh, they tend to study more, I, I, I don't know. The Democrat Party
0: does not argue for a colorblind society today, as I watch them on mainstream media. They argue for the resegregation of America. You're already seeing it. You now have black-only graduations. You have only—I mean, you're seeing it. That is their their position. It's dumbfounded. They argue not to embrace a colorblind meritocracy. They are not for that. They argue against judging you as an individual. They don't even want to think of you as an individual, as an individual human being. You are not. You are just part of some box to be put in, some racial group to be a part of. That is their default position, and that is what you heard all day today in their arguments. And it, what was weird is that even in Michelle Obama's piece she put out, they actually, in a weird way, make the case for why this decision was made i don't uh, do i i don't know if i pulled michelle obama's thing up but she says yes i did yes i did she says back in college i was one of the few black students on my campus and i was proud of getting into such a respected school i knew i'd worked hard for it but still now listen to this sentence i sometimes wondered if people thought i got there because Of affirmative action. It was the shadow that (laughs) students like me
3: couldn't shake. There you go. That's the point of this decision today. And I saw this from multiple
0: people trying to argue against it, but in some way actually affirming the decision. (laughs) That that's exactly what we're fighting against, that feeling. That you shouldn't feel like you're there like Katanji Brown-Jackson. Of course, she's going to argue against it. We know why she's there in the position she's in. It's just like the press secretary. How many times have I said it? There is not a qualification you can point to that gives her that job or lets her stay in that job other than the color of her skin and that she checks a couple other boxes. You can say the same about
3: the vice president, the current one. Yes, you can.
2: I mean, Joe Biden made it patently uh, you know, obvious, because he said it. I'm picking a woman of color, a black woman. He said it. That's all he, that, was his, that was his requirement. It doesn't matter how smart you are, how stupid you are. Didn't matter. Anything you did in your life didn't matter. He was focused on the, on the color of the skin. That was the deciding factor. Justice
0: Harlan wrote in Plessy versus Ferguson, Our Constitution is colorblind and neither knows nor tolerates classes, among citizens that is not the democratic party democrat party default position today all right a lot more on this i'm going to dig into uh, justice thomas's concurrence and the chief justice as well in the opinion lots to do news and sports as well live from studio 6b 17 past the hour, live from Studio 6B on a Thursday night. Lots to dig into with the Supreme Court uh, decision today. We'll get to uh, Justice Thomas's concurrence. We'll get to um, a couple other things. It, it is pretty amazing to think that the Democrat Party and most of their talking heads today, and all of them who are running to all to CNN to Donna Brazil, I saw that they would be just fine if today. The Supreme Court had said, uh, Harvard, UNC, anybody else, you are free to stereotype and make racist decisions against Asian Americans based on just the fact that they're Asian Americans. That's like a, it's like a weird flex, isn't it? Yeah.
2: It's kind of it's it's weird to hear it like that. They like to, they like to, to you know, dress up that kind of language by calling it something other than what it really is. You know, they do the old deal the, that the, the, they uh, they flip it around on you. You know, the uh, uh, all these protection acts and, you know, this bill and that bill, the, the let's make America uh, prosperous again bill where they raise taxes. Oh, that's not prosperous. The Inflation Reduction Act, where inflation continues to rise at uh, historic rates. Oh, that's not working. Uh, but that's what they do.
0: And And then they turn around on a day like today and they say. Oh, big step backwards! Stabbing the back of uh, African Americans and blah and this, that, and the other thing, and then the same people oppose school choice. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's that's the best part. It's like you, this is what I've always said: you have to check your you have to check your brain cells at the door when dealing with the left on these things. It's like whiplash. It's like total whiplash. You can't make sense of where they are on any of these issues. Talking about. Holding down students, and then you ask them about school choice and getting out of the government-run hellhole that most of these schools are. The Department of Education and the teachers unions have ruined all across this country. They oppose school choice, so I guess in that in that respect, it's okay if they get held down because as long as you pay your dues and, and, you get, and you, we get all of the teachers unions, uh, all of them, out to vote, then it doesn't then it doesn't matter. We don't really care about the kids and the chances they have to whatever. Well, upward mobility. that only, only matters when it comes to something like today. But in other words,
2: for that, no, 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 right. we're we're not we're not down with that. Well, well, that's part of the scam, right? Because mm-hmm. let's face it, the, the schools are terrible, especially in, in these big inner cities in democratic run hellholes. And what do they keep saying? Well, we need more money to fix the schools. But do the schools and the kids actually benefit from that money? No. Because we we see the results. They they, they keep lowering the standards. Uh, Look at the report card that came out a week
0: ago we talked about.
2: The kids can't read and write on a third grade level, but they keep getting pushed along. It's it's the same thing over and over again. And and again, it's to keep that scam. They got to keep that money going. Because if they say, okay, yeah, we're going to do it all for the kids. um, Well, that money can't go to them. It has to go to the students and actually helping the teachers help the students get better and, and, and progress as opposed to, you know, lining the, the, the pockets of the union leaders who just kind of, you know, kind of hold sway over everything with, with like, a, you know, a, a Thor's hammer and smash everything. If you try to do anything on a positive level for a kid, oh, my good, we can't have that. You want to go to a, a, a Catholic school? You want to go to a, a, a private school? No, we can't have that. We need you in the public school so we can control how stupid you are. And we get more money for that. that, that it's just part of the scam. It's, it's a money scam. The Democrat Party
0: and Joe Biden and such are all in. And we've always said this. If they can't put you in a box, if they can't dehumanize you into something to put you into a box— or put you into some group. They have no interest. This is what's laughable when Joe Biden tries to either talk about the Constitution, quote the Declaration of Independence, or and he can't even keep the two straight, which he proved again today, <laughs> by the way. But he's not even in on – he's not in on you as an individual. He has no concept or or ability to even think of you as an individual it's all about racial groups and that goes for whether it goes for working in government government contracts we're going to give out uh obviously college admissions they're they're just fine with it across the board yes so all right we'll do a lot more on this i want to get into actually one of some of the words that were written today again just absolute fire from judge thomas and i have to say from Chief Jeffers Roberts, taking direct aim at the three liberals on the court, like, like, woof, just withering. So we'll talk about that. Uh, but let's do sports right now. Sports is brought to you by our friend Mike Lindell in My Pillow. Use our code LFS6B if you shop there. Ten to sixty percent off. I don't, I don't even think you can find anything as low as ten. Most of it's fifty, sixty percent off yep. with our code. The discounts are ridiculous. LFS6B. And we're in the last, uh, whatever, couple days here, four or five days over the weekend. You can still shop. Um, Get us in your receipts. If you do use our code, we'll send you free merch. Uh, Send all your MyPillow receipts to LFS6B at Yahoo.com. Uh, Slick Rick, what's going on?
1: All right, well, before I give you the Slick Rick Rodeo recap, we got to do a 6B recon roll call. Baby. Oh, yeah, we G- did a we roll go- call. What do we got? We got up oh, T.W. Gobble, Gips- Gibson Town, Florida. He said it's Carneytown. I got a double-wide aluminum trailer ready for you. Uh, we got best dad, best dad ever won, Ludington, Michigan. Uh, uh, Skamaz, Baltimore, Ohio. Margaret, 1955, checking in from Amanda, Ohio. Uh, MRK, Shabby, uh, Rincon, Georgia. Uh, Hannah, checking in from Marianne. Florida, Patriot Network, Sacramento, California, and uh, let me see, it's uh, uh, Athens, Denise checking in from upstate New York, Big D. We got a couple others from Florida, a few more from California, but those are the ones I give you right now. We'll come all right, very a, good. All a little bit later. Good, good roll Rapids. call, very good. Iowa. Yeah. Uh, yep. Uh, so here we go. I want to go to the uh, world's oldest rodeo. Give you a recap. This is a good one from Prescott, Arizona. They look forward to this every year from the Prescott Rodeo Grounds going on from tonight through the 4th of July weekend there. Bareback riding leader, Jess Pope, 83 points on Kristen Vold Rodeo's Jackie. Uh, Steer Wrestling, second round. Ryan Schuchberg, 4.9 seconds. Team Roping, second round. Junior D's and Ross Ashford, 6.6 6 seconds. Saddle bronc, Cole Elzair, 85 points on Kirsten Vold Rodeo's Joker. Uh, tie down roping second round. Ty Harris, 8.8 8 seconds. Good old tie. He was in a rodeo earlier over the weekend. Uh, battle racing second round. John Corsten, tenths. That's a nice score there. And they got a steer open. I like when they throw the steer open in. That's a good one. Tom Fisher, second round, 10.1 seconds. And bull riding. We got Tristan Hutchins, 84 points on Kirsten Vold Rodeo's Ice Cube. $305,119 payout. We'll have uh, another recap tomorrow night. And, of course, we'll have a full recap next Wednesday on that rodeo when we get done with it. And just, uh, well, I want to get a couple of scores real quick, if I may. Uh, right now, we got the Rocket Mortgage Classic. Big D, round one underway. Detroit Golf Club. Detroit, Michigan. Uh, Taylor Moore and Peter Kost eight, shot an eight under. Adam Shank, Justin Sue, and Aaron Rye all shot seven under. So first round, $8.8 million, $8. $8 million payout. Oh, nice little money there for the PGA, and that's round one. Major League Baseball scores. Marlins over the Red Sox, 2-0, top of the ninth. Uh, bottom of the fifth, no score, Giants and Blue Jays. Brewers lead the Mets, uh, Mets, excuse me, lead the Brewers, 2-zip, top of the five in City Field. Astros blanking the Cardinals, 6-0, top fourth. Mid-second, Phillies over the cover. 1 nothing. Dodgers and Rockies, no score. Uh, rain delay and Pirates earlier today beat the uh, uh, the. Let me see, the Pirates beat the Padres. It's 5 4. Final. 8 5 Tigers over the Rangers. And uh, real quick, let's just get to that uh, no hitter there. Yankee, actually, perfect game. Yankees pitcher Domingo Herman pitches the 24th perfect game in Major League Baseball history. Paul boy of wow. uh, Breitbart. You see that one last night? No. It was a late game. Well, in fact, they, there was a 940 first pitch. We briefly gave them a no score in the bottom of the first. But that young man, Domingo Herman, stepped into the history books Wednesday evening, he threw the 24th perfect game. You know, Rick and I were talking earlier. 162 games per team times 30 teams times how many years? Baseball's been going on now. What, uh, we're in a third century already for Major League Baseball. Unbelievable. So uh, he struck out nine. It wasn't wasn't really even seriously threatened by the Lays. Alec offense. Of course, the Oakland A's, they really do need to move to Vegas because uh, they, they, they're, they're not delivering any hand at all at the table with that team. So anyway, that's Rapid Sports. Big D, back to you. All right, very good, Slick Rick. We'll do some more sports. We'll do some news with Rick Delgado when we get back right after this
0: on a Thursday night. Make sure you head over to Live from studio six p.com tonight you can pick yourself up one of these we the people shirt and you can sign up as a member do that no matter what you do over there make sure you sign up as a member all right we're back right after this Live from Studio Six B, thirty minutes past the hour on a Thursday night. Glad you're a part of the show as always. Lots to still get to here. We're talking about this Supreme Court decision. I want to get into some of the uh, Justice Thomas, what he wrote today, and what uh, the Chief Justice wrote in the opinion. His he wrote the opinion, but um, some of the uh, some of the the hot takes from people on this especially on the left today, is really quite amazing. But the one that takes the cake has got to be from Joe Biden's former staffer, somebody named Erica Marsh, who um, wrote this. Clearly, she's spent no time listening to uh, Walter E. Williams or Thomas Sowell ever in her life. Clearly knows nothing about African American race and um where where they've come, as I've pointed out to you even in the last couple months here multiple times. I think we actually replayed my interview with Walter E. Williams, where he said if you take the um if you take the combined wealth that has amassed in the African American community in this country,
3: they would be their own GDP and they had their own GDP, they would rank around eighteenth more than most countries around the world. So this girl writes
0: this in in response to this decision today. You could put this up, uh, Aaron. Today's Supreme Court decision is a direct attack on black people. No black person will be able to succeed in a merit-based system, which is exactly why affirmative action-based programs were needed. Today's decision is a travesty. how racist and stupid can you be
2: that's pretty racist
0: there no black person will be able to (laughs) succeed in a merit-based system has this girl has she ever heard of like um i don't know oprah (laughs) michael jordan tiger woods uh
2: Colin Powell? How long has she um, been in the Klan is my question.
0: I think the I don't even know. Holy moly. I swear to God, I thought, I don't even know if the Klan, if they had a Twitter, would have posted that. <laughs> <laughs> no black person will be able to succeed. Now, Biden said, what did he say? Remember when he said that the l- little b- black kids are just as smart and whatever yeah. as white yeah. kids? Remember that? White oh, kids. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So this is a former staffer of his. See, Apple doesn't fall far from the, uh, from the dementia patient. You know oh, what I'm saying? Exactly. Wow. No black person will be, I don't, I don't read it a couple times to actually, uh, someone said this has <laughs> got to be a parody account, but I actually, I've come across her before. It's not. No black person will be able to succeed in a merit-based system. Wow. So, um, Condoleezza Rice, pay attention.
3: Um, You know, 90% of professional sports, pay attention. Like.
0: <laughs> I, I mean, I don't, I don't even know what to say about it. Uh, it's so asinine. I,
3: yeah. Oof. Um, Yeah. Wow. That's pretty stupid. But then again, she's a liberal. I know, but it
0: almost is like it's almost more than that. It's just like what, what, this, is, this, is, this is the mindset, though, of the left. <laughs> there are so many that adopt that position as well. She's just the dumb one who said it. Right. But that's not, that's not a position that I think you could say is unique to just her or
2: to a small
0: minority of people. I, 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 don't, I don't believe that.
2: So, so basically, for, for anybody who's really this person's friend, this Erica Marsh, um, if you're a black person and consider her a friend, realize that when you're standing next to her, she doesn't think you really should be standing next to her. Ah. Think about that. If you guys are reading the same place, she doesn't really think you belong there. She doesn't think she probably doesn't think the money you have that you actually earned. She probably doesn't think anything that you have you actually bought. This is the this is the level of race the level of racism from that one line is insane from this white girl. This white Clutching, uh, uh, clutching the pearl, screaming at the sky liberal, basically. This is what she is. Oh, my God, they'll never be able to succeed. Wah! And she screams to the sky in hopes that everybody will love her.
3: When, when you could point to how many
0: hundred, uh, I mean, I don't even know what the number would be. How many, things could, how many people could you point to that have succeeded in this country? Including, by the way, Clarence Thomas. As much as they all hate him and want him to die. But you could go through every, how many things in life? How many different, um, could you point to, to be the antithesis of that statement? How stupid that
3: statement is. No black person can ever succeed in a merit-based society.
0: Jimmy Fiella says a good editor would have told you, you just could have saved yourself a ton of time by just saying you think black people are dumb. (laughs) No need to get so wordy. Yeah. Yeah. Jillian Anderson says, well, it certainly sounds like you're saying black people aren't smart enough or capable. What a sad, terrible and dishonest thing to say.
2: Well, It kind of, you know what, it it kind of makes sense because she probably doesn't think that black people are smart enough to go on Twitter to find her account and read it for themselves. I mean, I wonder what, I wonder what, oh, I don't know, uh, (laughs) President Obama and First Lady
3: Michelle Obama for two terms. I wonder what they think of that tweet. (laughs) I wonder. Wow. Wow. Talk I mean, we it. just appointed, I believe, a new choi-
0: a choi- a chairman of the Joint Chiefs, I believe, who's an African-American gentleman.
2: The guy that runs out. I wonder out what of he thinks. Outfit over there?
0: Well, him too. <laughs> as much as you can say, is, you know, you can disagree. But again, putting ideology and, and politics aside of all these people, you could, So I'm saying. You could
2: point to I mean, <laughs> what the hell is she talking about? She's, she's speaking as a white racist liberal, Damon. Uh, someone- I mean, it's so out there. People think it's a fake account. Right. Yeah, I know. I see that. People are like, is this a parody account? Uh, no, it's confirmed. It's confirmed. No, it's it's absolutely
0: it's absolutely real.
2: And, and in a previous tweet, I guess earlier today, she texted a picture of Clarence Thomas's uh, photograph with the giant uh, all caps "FU." So we know how she feels about black people. She doesn't think you're smart. She doesn't think you can succeed on your own. And uh... well, I'd love to see Jason <laughs> Whitlock's take
0: on that. <laughs> I'd love to see him do a piece on that tweet because I know one of his producers, she said today, my black child just graduated high school with a 4.43 and a 72 college credits. Thank you for letting us know that her skin color means she's still dumb and can't <laughs> succeed on merit. even exactly.
3: <sighs> wow. But
0: she's not alone. I'll say it again. She is not alone.
2: Yeah. And again, you reference what Joe Biden said. The truth comes tumbling out of his mouth every once in a while. And when you hear it, you're kind of aghast because you're like, wait, did you just say that out loud? Yeah. That's what happens with, with real racists is that they're good at hiding it for a while. Then every once in a while when the truth comes tumbling out and it catches you off guard, you're like, no. There's... And then people dismiss it like, no, he didn't really say that. That's not what he meant. That's the way these people think. And, and it's not the first time he said things like this. He talked about his kids. He didn't want his kids growing up, you know, having having blacks in their school because he didn't want that jungle experience, whatever it was. However, he described it, which was completely racist, even in the 70s.
3: Crazy. The Democratic Party does not believe that your rights adhere to you as an individual. That's just a fact. It's just a fact, yeah
2: and, and you know what's another part of this is the the uh, the assumption that that she needs to stand up and speak for black America she speaks for black america that's That's the funniest part of it all. She thinks she's making a statement on behalf of black America, this Erica Marsh. I don't think black America wants uh, your level of racism representing them. Just going to throw that out there. Yeah, yeah, read the room
0: if you want. but. Uh... Levin just said, is this a spoof account or is this person as <laughs> racist and ignorant and Democrat party affiliated as she appears to be? Oh, wow. yes, she is. Yes, she is. You're right on. So It definitely looks like a look at me account. There's so much in there that is just like, look at this abrasive thing I'm
2: saying. Pay attention right. to me. Yeah. Yeah. She's so insecure about her own self. Nancy Pelosi said
0: every child deserves a chance to chase their American dream. Yet, sadly, today's Supreme Court ruling narrows access to higher education. Now, now how does it do that? How does it do that? And the crucial ladder of opportunity that it provides, its impact will be felt imminently, dismissing, uh, diminishing, hard-fought progress for racial justice. You see the language? It's... it's a. Uh, We need to have a discussion about language in this country, in the nomenclature that has been taken over, uh, kidnapped, and it's been weaponized against this country from the left. Because it is a huge part of the mind control and the thought control that they try to um, have over you. Through all of the language and what it means, and oh by the, and by the way, sometimes more importantly, what it doesn 't mean that you can 't actually define it it 's just out there in the ether, like climate change, climate justice,
3: these kind of ruses that you can 't put any definition to we 've got to take the language back, but
0: uh, all right, much more on this we 're going to dig into the um, like I said. Um, <laughs> Justice Thomas and Justice um, Roberts, what they wrote. Justice Thomas is just beautiful to read. If you if you love the Constitution, to read Justice Thomas the way he writes is really quite beautiful to read. Uh, so we'll get into some of that. All right, let's do some news, and we'll do some more when we get back. We've done none because we keep going on about this, but it's important. <laughs> this is what's yes. going on in your country, so... Uh, all right, what's do the news, uh, Rick Delgado?
2: What's going on? All right, where should I start? I'm, st- I'm still uh, dumbfounded, but yeah. uh, you know,
0: whew. yeah, no black person will ever be able to succeed in a merit-based uh, in this in this country. So, no, 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 not like there's no, there's no, <laughs> says, there's no separator. There's no uh, enumerated. No, z- zero
2: of you, none, not a one. Says the plucky little white girl. Um, This coming from, I guess, somebody who's looking to lose her job because it seems to be almost on a daily basis now. Catherine Herridge over at CBS News keeps putting out actual news. Uh, The former business partner, according to this story of Hunter and James Biden, who worked directly with them in the 2017 China energy deal. Was never asked to testify to a Delaware grand jury investigating Hunter Biden. Two sources familiar with the discussions tell CBS Tony Bobulinski, you know the name, you yep. know him, you love him. The former business partner was open to testifying, and his attorney reached out to the office of Delaware U.S. Attorney David Weiss. Weiss did not return their calls. <laughs> oh, really? not <laughs> important. Oh, really? And Weiss's decision not to bring Bobulinski is the latest indication You're that kidding. prosecutors investigating Hunter Biden may have avoided investigating allegations about his father, President Joe Biden, a.k.a. the big guy, a.k.a. dad. In October 2020, Bob was invited by the Trump campaign to attend a presidential debate after he released business records about the dealings of Hunter and James Biden at the press conference before the debate. He claimed to have met with Joe Biden on May 17th, uh, May of of, of 2017, actually, as part of the discussions over the potential deal with the Chinese energy firm CEFC, which is, of course, where millions of dollars have stemmed from. All
0: right, live from Studio 6B
2: on a Thursday. Glad you're in. Lots more to do.
0: Sports, more news, and more on the Supreme Court landmark decision today. We're back right after this. to the hour live from studio 6b real america's voice on a thursday night glad you're in slick rick's doing sports aaron and fran holding it down as always you the live from studio 6b audience we always love that you give us a couple hours of your night each and every night monday through friday 8 to 10 right here on real america's voice a couple of programming notes tomorrow obviously we're on tomorrow night then we will be off for the July 4th holiday, Monday and Tuesday.
2: Oh, two, tu- thank, then we'll you, thank be- you,
0: Damon. Tuesday, yeah. Thank you. What?
2: You're, you're the big boss, so thank you.
0: And then um, <laughs> we'll be back on Wednesday.
2: <laughs> All right.
0: So we're off Monday, Tuesday. We'll be back on Wednesday. Rip-roaring, ready to go, <laughs> loaded for bear on
2: Wednesday, July 5th. <laughs> That we'll would have happened Monday, July 3rd, because I have a party to go to. <laughs> <guy who> was
1: <laughs> I was, really, been was worried about coming in here. <laughs> I talk. really was nervous. Yeah. Oh, you have a party before before oh. 8 o'clock? Yeah, well, yeah. Oh. He could have did the, my pillow read, three sheets to the wind. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been priceless. Special sale tonight, yeah, three nice sheets. You three balls. sheets to the wind. <laughs> I got a comforter. Can you comfort me? That yeah, would have yeah, been good. comforter. <laughs>
0: It's, it's called All right, well, don't, you don't have to worry about that right. now, unless All you right. want to do a live stream from your party. I'll right. give you the credentials to get on the LFS 6 getter chat. Actually, uh, no, no change. I'll be yeah.
2: checking in from the darty day party. Good. <laughs> 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 okay. uh, well, since, since you can still speak right now, let's do Lamb some news. is optional. <laughs> news, is,
0: <laughs> <laughs> news is brought to you by earlytreatmentmeds.com, which Delgado may need on Wednesday morning after two days. Earlytreatmentmeds.com. Isn't that, isn't <laughs> malaria, um, don't they give a lot of ivermectin for malaria, by the yeah, way? Oh, so sure. It's yeah. like
2: the number one. Uh, ivermectin, and I, uh, from what I understand, hy- hydroxychloroquine <laughs> is very good against yeah. malaria as That's well. That's the big one for malaria.
0: Okay, there you go. Uh, early Treatment Meds has both. EarlyTreatmentMeds.com, use our code LFS6B at checkout. 50% off both of those early treatment packs. so That's uh, crazy.
2: What's going on? All right. Well, turns out, uh, speaking of. Meds, um, this person might need some. An Australian transgender woman had to undergo emergency surgery, check this out, after she burned off her own penis so that doctors would remove it and fulfill her dream of becoming a woman. I'm confused. Of course you are. You said she and penis in the same sentence. Yes, of course. Uh In this day and age, those things go hand in hand. Okay. Somewhat. Shut up, Rick. Uh, a case study detailing the winds the incident was published recently by the Medical Jur- Journal of Uro- Urology case reports. And it was presented as such that the, the uh, according to the report, the 57 year old unidentified trans woman had been assigned male at birth. I don't know who decided to do that, but they did it and he got mad and felt that she was born in the wrong body. Doctors posited that she wanted gender euphoria, but likely didn't want to pay for it, so she reportedly attempted to burn off her own manhood with chemicals. As the study points out, gender-affirming surgery, which can involve replacing a penis with an artificial vagina, is not covered by Medicare in Australia, according to their National Health Service. No, of course not. Why would it be? Mm. As a result, patients must seek treatment within the private sector, which can cost an exorbitant amount of Money. While local certain uh, certain local clinics link patients with allied health and primary care providers, there are often long waiting lists. However, when the patient arrived at the hospital, she decided uh, that she had had enough. It was unclear what chemical uh, process the patient used to mutilate mutilate herself. She had necrosis, dead tissue, mm-hmm. and uh, along with burns, swelling, and redness. And uh, prior to the injury, she had been undergoing androgen. Androgen deprivation therapy, as well, which lowers the testicular hormones responsible for facial and body hair, as well as voice deepening. So, there you have it. it.
0: There's no need for a checkup from the neck up here. There's none. There's nothing to do with that
2: whatsoever. Nothing to do with that. Okay. So there you have it. Pretty, pretty interesting, right? Who knew? Go to Australia. You got to burn it off. All right. Let's let's jump to another part of the world. Down under. Yeah. According to this, and, and this kind of makes me sad because uh, you know, I, I talk about San Francisco. We used to live there in glowing terms. When I lived there, it was great. I loved it, enjoyed it, was one of the prettiest places to live. Uh, another place that I've lived is uh, Los Angeles, Studio City, right next to Universal Studios. Well, according to this story, that is now turning into a huge two-mile dump. Next, right next to Hollywood Studios, shows where, like, Friends, Will and Grace, Gilmore Girls were filmed is now being overrun by homeless people living in unsafe, unsanitary RVs and trailers. Exclusive video taken by the New York Post shows trash piling up outside of the makeshift camp, which is also strewn with feces. Bottles of urine just minutes from Universal Studios theme walk, Universal Studios Hollywood, the uh, the big theme park over there. As a matter of fact, I used to work there as well. Nearby businesses, owners have complained about the foul smells, the black trash bags and the growing number of campers and homeless and the porta potties provided by local authorities to the ultra liberal city. Well, you get what to pay for, right? One mm-hmm. business manager who asked to remain anonymous said some of the RV residents have wandered into their property to get water regularly used at private restaurants. And their outdoor electric plugs. It's kind of a no man's land over here, he said. These people live in these campers. They have a beautiful backyard with the hills and the studio surrounding them in what is a fancy neighborhood, but has gone too far. They are literally coming out to our front door. And guess what? Now the ultra liberals don't like what they've created. Some of them are mentally ill, he said. Some of them are really angry. Some of them have moved away from their more uh, touristy side of Hollywood and just now found themselves living there. Another local business owner said things have gotten so bad, Warner Brothers Studios sent out their own staff to clean up the street, which is nestled between an apartment block where monthly rent usually averages around $2,000 for a studio apartment in close by Universal City. So there you have it. Homes starting at 2.3 million are now bordered by this two-mile stretch of homeless RV campsite. Mm. Alright, we'll do some more news. Rick Delgado, when we get back in the
0: second hour, let's do some sports And here with that. Brought to you by Mike Lindell and My Pillow. Use our code LFS6B at checkout. It's Slick Rick. Rick Amiratti, what's going on, pal?
1: Alright, well, officials, no dangerous conditions were present during Ryan Mallet's drowning. Body cam footage was released. This is Warner Todd Houston and Breitbart story that we broke, I believe on uh, was that Tuesday night. College standout and former NFL quarterback Ryan Mallett died on June 27th from a drowning incident in Florida at the young age of 35. Now at 30 have released police body cam footage and confirmed some details about the incident. Some reports have claimed that swimming conditions near the Destin, Florida Beach where Mallet lost his life were declared in the red condition and that riptides contributed to his death. But on Thursday, the Okaloosa County Sheriff's Office said this was not the case. On the contrary, officials have confirmed that conditions were rated yellow at the time which means swim with caution according to the New York Post. The former Michigan and Arkansas quarterback was rushed to the hospital in Florida after being recovered from the ocean after being seen struggling in the water by lifeguards. Sadly, attempts to revive Mallet failed and he was pronounced dead. A short segment of police body cam footage shows an officer running uh, to the scene and then told, I think they got him on the board now, by another officer. Mallet was just about to enter his second year as football coach for Whitehall High School in Arkansas. The tragic loss of life, it's always difficult when we lose a tourist or resident here, but we have no indication here of any dangerous conditions out there, Sheriff Eric Aiden said in a statement, so of course they went on to talk about how he served as Tom Brady's backup for the Patriots um, and uh, played with a couple other teams. It was a big standout back in the you know 2008 2009 with the Arkansas Razorbacks. A lot of our Arkansas fans, well you know they loved they loved him as well. So what a sad story it really was. Uh, and just one more quick story in here, big D. How about this one? Lady Angler sets world record by catching 12 pound bass in Texas. Amy Fur Bright Breitbart Sports. I'll finish this up in the next sports segment. But Leanne Powell has won won the title of being a woman's world record holder after catching a massive largemouth bass at Texas Lake back in February. Powell was fishing on O.H. Ivy Lake when she caught the 12-pounder for the win, uh, uh, the win reported Wednesday. The week uh, This week, she confirmed with officials an international game fish association I said it's a 12-pound line world-class bass. The largest one before that? By caught by a lady, seven pounds. So that was quite a record there, and uh, that's a wrap in, in big sports, big day. I'll do a shout out on some of the uh, roll call in my next segment as well.
0: All right, slick Rick, very good. I'm reading Wesley Hunt, who is a congressman from Texas, I think the 83rd district, uh, no 38, 38th, 38th district. He says, for those who believe with sincerity that black people can only succeed with the charity of well-meaning white liberals i'm wesley hunt i'm a west point and cornell graduate and a u.s congressman this didn't happen because a marxist drew a roadmap for me it happened because of hard work and meritocracy all right hour two coming up 2, live from Studio 6B, 9 p.m. on the East Coast, Real America's Voice. Glad you're in. Lots to do in Hour 2. Sports with Slick Rick News with Rick Delgado. We'll continue to dig into the Supreme Court uh, decision today on affirmative action. Uh, We'll get into, actually, Justice Thomas, some of what he wrote. We'll get into Chief Justice's opinion. because, man, they really took aim at the liberal justices on the Supreme Court, which maybe happen. I mean, I don't read, obviously, a lot of these opinions, but these high profile ones. But I'm interested to see if that happens a lot, because it was um, it was blazing today. <laughs> Justice Thomas at Ketanji Brown Jackson was just fire. And of course, uh, Joe Biden today is out. Now, remember Merrick Garland came out a couple a week ago when he was questioned about everything going on? He said, whoa, an attack, on, an attack on an institution that is crucial to keep the American people safe. Remember that? That was yes, a threat to democracy. That. Yes. Well, so how is it not the same when Joe Biden goes all over today from the White House in his speech and then over to uh, an idiot on MSLSD, uh, Nicole Wallace, and does the exact same thing? Questions the Supreme Court's um, motives, questions their, um, their beliefs, questions their, their um, this is not your father's, sub-. I mean,
3: how is that not a dog whistle to people who um, could commit violence? You already have these people outside their houses, the Department of Justice is doing nothing about it. How is that not a threat to an institution that keeps the American people safe?
2: I don't, I don't understand how it's not. Well, they're allowed to do it. It's okay when they do it. It's just not okay when anybody else does it that they don't agree with. You got to learn how to play the game.
3: He goes out there and degrades the institution, questions their um, everything about
0: what they do. Of course, they've all taken direct aim at Clarence Thomas because, you know, he wouldn't have succeeded in a merit-based society. Right. He wouldn't have succeeded as no black person will, as we're told by one of Joe Biden's former aides today. And the other thing we're told is universities are already going to start scheming on how they can get around this. Well, I I would be very careful if I was a university trying to do that because there was some very clear things in this uh, majority opinion from the chief justice taking on that exact idea in there on the idea of trying to scheme around this decision. And I, and I would suppose you'll see many cases now, not only going to the Supreme Court based on this whole idea, but more to come if, if that happens, and I think they'll be extremely hard to defend. And one thing you can say about the 6-3 to three decision, the 6 made it very clear on how poor this case was argued from the other side.
2: Well, the, uh, <laughs> what are they arguing for? You know, we weren't there; we didn't hear the arguments. But when when you when you look at what the what the case was about, um, how do you how do you argue uh, positively for racism? Like, how do you like how would you do that? Like in a court of law, like no, 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 really, racism is okay. Let me ask you. Let me show you how. Um, like, it, it baffles the mind. All right, hold that thought. Um, we've
0: got Ben Bergwam who's going to join us. And uh, I unfortunately don't remember where exactly Ben is, but let's just bring him on. And I think he's got some people with him. He can tell us where he is. Ben Bergwam, are you out there?
5: There he is. Hey, I got you, Damon. Yes, sir. Hey, thanks for having me. I'm actually here with Ron Vitello, uh, former, he's the only guy, I think, is what I heard, that you were former uh, acting director of Border Patrol, ICE, and Customs and Border Protection. That's correct. That's correct, Ron Matello. So talk talk to us, Ron, about what we're doing out here. By the way, uh, I sent you that video, Damon. So we're here in El Paso. I was in Sunland Park, New Mexico. We're right on the border, and I was actually out running this morning, um, and caught you know the the action of four illegals getting caught. We had the uh, helicopter flying over me, and it was just a wild scene. This is what Border Patrol is having to deal with, but we're actually down here. This is an awesome event that the uh, the, the Faith Coalition is putting together. Uh, Paula White and her team and and f- people from all over the country to give back to Border Patrol to say thank you for what they're doing, the, the putting themselves out there in the line of duty every single day. So, Ron, if you could tell us just what's going on here.
6: Yeah, so this is Operation Border Blessing. So thanks, Ben, for letting us show the American people what's going on. What this is is, like you said, the faith community, including Paula White Ministries, CityServe, the Border Patrol Agent Family Network, have coalesced together with a church here in El Paso called Nuevo Pacto. So local pastors are here, and they, they've designed an event for Border Patrol agents and their families to come and be praised by the community and by these pastors and by the faith community so we can tell them how much America appreciates them so they get to come down here spend some time with us take a few tokens of our appreciation home with them and just experience what it's like for when America tells them they appreciate what they do every day
5: you know and you compare that and Damon if you want to jump in on this we both have comms but you compare that to you know what's coming out the uh, under President Trump versus now and how border patrol is being treated. And we know that incident in Del Rio with the, the rains that were called whips and, and just the attack, uh, the morale, the impact on morale. Yeah. What, what would you say to border patrol that's out there uh, and, and what's your message to them?
6: Well, I would, I would tell them to hang in there and hopefully help is on the way. Um, we got to see a little bit of the border today. We're gonna to see more tomorrow. We went to the centralized processing center here. And I'll just have to tell you as a former, it's very frustrating to see what the agents are having to be put through and not because of anything that they did uh, not because of anything that you know they did wrong, what happened to them is this administration made terrible choices about how to handle our border policy, and Unfortunately, the men and women of the border patrol, the front line of DHS and their families are left to pick up the pieces and so I got to see a little bit of that today again it 's very frustrating the amount of cost and misery of the people that are in the pipeline, the dangers that they're in the human trafficking uh, the the fentanyl smuggling. And knowing that many of our agents, instead of being out there protecting us, humping the hills like you did today along our our southwest border, they're inside of a processing center where there are 2,700 people waiting for their attention. And so why is that happening? It's because of the choices that this administration made, because many of those people are going to be released into the United States, and that's a strong incentive that goes around the world and sending people to our border. Damon. No,
0: I mean, that, that's actually one of, that's for me, was one of the big questions is the morale. And the, I think the other thing is, what's the feeling on, the one thing I think we have to fight against is this becoming normalized. We look at these numbers, you look at the numbers of apprehensions, you look at the number of getaways, and I feel like one of the things that we're in danger of is people just normalizing this and just all of a sudden getting used to this is just the way it's going to be. And uh, I think that's something we just have to fight against because there's nothing normal about any of this.
6: I agree with you. I I will tell you, I I spoke with the pastors earlier today. There were several times in my career where I said, hey, this is the worst border crisis we've ever seen. That was true every three or four times before that I had said that. That's true now. It's the worst it's ever been. The difference between the situation now and those previous situations that I was in and experiencing is that this administration has not lifted a finger to make it better. They talk about legal pathways. They talk about a parole scheme. They talk about making it better. They haven't made it better. The burden is still on this community. The burden is still on the men and women of the front line. And the burden is still on every community where these people are going to find themselves in
5: once they're released from here. Yeah. Uh, ben, anything else from you? Well, my, my last question, so they, you know, after Title 42 ended, we were told that this was going to get better, that they were going to use Title 8, and what I've been told is basically CBP1, the app, and and this new scheme, the uh, Title 8, where basically they just appealed the ruling. Now we're seeing... It's, it, they've just changed the definition. And am I wrong? We're, they were illegal before, and now this administration is just saying, oh, now we're just calling them legal, but it's not changing the impact. We're, we're importing millions of people still. The numbers continue to rise. Am yeah. I wrong?
6: No, no. CBP is still overwhelmed by the traffic at the border. It may be muted since Title 42, but they were at like 10,000 plus a day. Now they're at 5,000 plus a day. That's still not better. The facility we went to today was over capacity by well over 200 people, and the CBP1 app and this parole scheme is exactly that it's a scheme it's letting people in the front door who wouldn't qualify even if they came in the back door and so it's allowing people to have parole status in the United States for up to two years without any certainty in their own lives Um, and it's it's frankly an abuse of the legal parole system parole is supposed to be given to people for humanitarian reasons allow them to come in the United States for things like medical treatment and to make themselves healthier not just because they live in a terrible neighborhood somewhere around the globe yeah well, Damon, we're, this is just the ben, start. Just, so
5: tonight, we're actually just, about to head into a dinner.
0: Yeah, just go, one go, more go question, ahead. Ben, about about the role of governors. Is there anything else that he, anyone there thinks the role of governors could be doing? Like in Texas, where you see Abbott sending maybe their own uh, guardsmen from the state there to help uh, fill some of the holes. Is there anything more? Is there more of a role for governors in this prob, uh with this right now, and especially in Texas?
6: Well, there is for, for other governors. I think in Texas, Florida, Missouri, a lot of the states have stepped up and sent resources down here, both you know public safety resources and some National Guard, uh, and no one outside of the Border Patrol is doing more for what happens at the border than the Department of Public Safety. Does the governor have a stronger role to play? Well, he certainly can get on television and tell, like you are talking about, that this isn't normal, this isn't the way it should be, and these choices are terrible choices that the administration has made. More governors should be doing that. Yeah.
5: And that's why we're down here, Damon. We're gonna be actually taking this tomorrow. We're gonna to be doing a, a line tour, then going to several of the facilities. Tonight's saying thank you to Border Patrol, to the agents, to their families, just letting them know that we stand with them and we love them. Uh, and then this is also kind of a, a, to me, this this trip is about showing the difference between the real churches, the churches that are out there that are doing God's work, you know, because it's a difficult situation on every front. You have the, the people that are being trafficked. You have the people that are caught in the middle of all this. Uh, you have the Border Patrol agents. And so it's 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 really Raising up the faith community—that was that was brought together under President Trump—and and saying, "Hey, we can do better than this." So, stay tuned tomorrow. We're going to have a lot more from uh, from several different stops along the way.
0: All right, the great Ben Berkram, Real America's voice down there, sounds like a great event. Ben, thank you, guys. Thank you both for coming on the show, and thank you both for what you do. Thank you, Thanks sir. A lot. All right. Live from Studio 6B, the great Ben Burkwam. Great stuff, huh? Yeah. And,
2: and you know what's funny? And and I don't mean it in a funny way, but it it's kind of interesting how it relates to the affirmative action thing, the way he was describing it. You know, you're taking the people who didn't do things the right way and putting them at the front of the line. It, it's the same thing with, with schooling. You know, you, you have these kids, black, white, Asian, whatever. But if they did the work and they deserve to be there, they should be rewarded for that because, you know, it's based on merit. They're doing things the right way. They should be able to advance, go to that school they want to, uh, you know, pursue the life they want, not held back because of their skin color or or because of, you know, oh, we think too many of these are over here and too many of those are over there. That's not the way this is supposed to work. So I, I just thought it was an interesting correlation you know, considering the uh, Supreme court ruling today.
0: All right. Live from studio six B. That's a good lead. And when we get back, I'll give you a little of uh, chief justice Roberts today from the uh, majority opinion on um, similar to exactly what you were just saying. One of the many paragraphs that are worth looking at from him and from Justice Clarence Thomas. And if we have time, we'll get back to the great Thomas Sowell and remind you of a little discussion he had with one senator from Delaware, ooh, a long time ago. (laughs) Live from Studio 6 B, we'll do it all when we get back right after this. on a Thursday night. Let me talk to you about our friends at My Patriot Supply, folks. If you don't think you need emergency food, well, you might want to think again. You never know when things are going to happen, when it's all going to hit the fan. You know, the government recently revealed the truth about the coming food shortages, according to the USDA. Fully one-third of America's annually planted crops won't be harvested this season. Severe droughts and fertilizer shortages wipe them out. That means food could get scarce, and it certainly is already and could continue to be expensive. Is your family prepared to deal with that? Well, if not, now is the time to stock up on emergency food from My Patriot Supply. And you can do it right now at discounted prices. Go to preparewithrav.com, preparewithrav.com, and you'll save big on each four-week emergency food kit that you need for your family. You get breakfast, you get lunch, you get dinner, you get drinks, you get snacks. Good God Almighty! That'll keep everybody going strong. Best of all, the food is delicious. Your fa- your family will absolutely love it. Act now, save big on each four-week kit that you need. Go to preparewithrav.com. It's all one word, preparewithrav.com and you'll get free shipping too. What could be easier? You'll never forgive yourself if you let your family suffer if it comes to that. Be prepared. Go to preparewithrav.com, preparewithrav.com. All right, 18 past the hour, live from Studio 6B on a Thursday night. Thanks to the great Ben Berkwam for joining on. Uh, Short notice. I like that when Ben calls and says, I got something to say. I want to come on. (laughs) Come on, Ben. Let's go. Um, let's do sports with Slick Rick. Um, sports is brought to you by Mike Lindell in my pillow. Use our code LFS6B if you shop there uh, through July 4th. And if you do, you're going to get an email from Mike when you order that says your order and it has a little blue button that says review your order. That's what you want to forward to us. Pick out something from our store over at livefromstudio6b.com. Great stuff over there. All kinds of stuff. New stuff going up almost every day, if not at least some couple things a week. Getting a lot of requests from the audience on what they'd like to see in the store too. Oh. We're working on uh, we're working on some of that. Uh, Lick the world uh, tank tops is a big request, so oh, we're really? working on maybe getting a couple of those out. Uh, but either way, you need to be a member over there, live from Studio6B.com. Sign up as a member. It's absolutely free. It takes about two, three minutes. And then you'll get emails from me every day. You'll get coupons. you get all kinds of stuff that we send out uh, every week. So sign up as a member, live from studio
1: 6 b com. Let's do some sports. Slick Rick, what's going on? All right, Big deal. Well, you know me, I'm always chopping it up in the chat with the getter folks, so we got to do a quick shout-out, a couple of recon roll calls here. We got Frig Joe Biden from Lake George, Otten J30, good follower from Minnesota, Sparks Philly, another good fo- follower from Ohio, Amazon 60, Snake River, he wants me to come down to the Snake River Stampede. We got Porsche, Ottawa, Illinois, Chipper 1988, Rockport, Texas, and May BBY, so maybe baby, from Alaska, Big Check it in from the uh from the uh, icebergs there. Nice stuff there. So uh let's get to some scores here in sports here. Yeah, Major League Baseball. Brewers over the Mets, yeah. 3-2. They had the Mets blowing another game, bottom of <laughs> the seventh. Oh, Frank. oh, poor Frank the uh, Tank. Oh, man. They really stink. <laughs> That's I think amazing. The, I think the Mets need a tank, as in they're tanking this season. They need oh, their God. own tank top. Uh, Blue Jays, 2-1 over the Giants, top of the ninth. Astros blanking the Cardinals, 9-zip, bottom 7. End of 5, Phillies lead the Cubs 3-1. Dodgers and Rockies uh, still in a, a rain delay, no score there. Pirates 5-4 over the, uh, the Padres earlier tonight. Tigers beat the Rangers 8-5. And the Royals over the Cleveland Guardians, 4-3 final in 10 innings. Yankees with another win today, earlier today, Rick. 10-4, 10-4 over the A's. And the Rays dominated the Diamondbacks, 6-1. White Sox over the Angels, 9-7. And the Marlins blanked the Red Sox, 2 zip earlier, 2 All right, well, Dolphins. Tyreek Hill reportedly offered $200 to alleged slapping victim. This is Dylan Gwitter, Breitbart Sports, (laughs) cutting-edge stuff here. Dolphins, I'll tell you, a lot of stuff about water sports here today. Dolphins wide receiver Tyreek Hill offered the marina worker, he allegedly slapped last week, $200 and an apology, according to a report from Miami-Dade Police Department. Angie DeMichel of the South Florida Centennial uh, cites a police report obtained through a public records request which claims that Hill made the offer following the alleged attack. The new information also sheds additional light on the events leading to the alleged altercation. According to the document, a marina employee reportedly saw Hill and another man fishing for tarpon off the dock. Uh, The marina worker later told police that is illegal to fish off the dock. The report then states that two women joined Hill's group and boarded a boat tied up at the dock. The boat's owner, having just returned from getting gas for his vessel, did not take kindly to the presence of Hill and his entourage and ordered them off. Hill argued with the boat owner saying he felt disrespected. I can buy you and that boat, Hill reportedly told the captain. The argument escalated and Hill reportedly had to be held back from going after the captain. The captain became aware that Hill was a star uh, NFL player once uh, with the Miami Dolphins and uh, he turned around Hill and said, I'm number 10 from the Miami Dolphins. Uh, Seeing the altercation, Marina Worker left his office to investigate as the Walker walked walked by Hill and his associates, the Dolphin receiver, allegedly slapped the man on the back of the head and neck. The Marina Worker then fled back to his Office locked the door. Uh, the dock worker exited his office uh, when one of Hill's friends went to apologize, but he offered him a big two hundred dollars and a handshake, which he did not take. So I think it's going to be more to that. That might be a that might be a conduct policy <laughs> issue for the NFL. Big D. I don't know, but that's that's anyway. You know, these guys got to conduct themselves better when they're around public. Regardless, you can't do that stuff. And uh, NASCAR is going to be in Chicago this weekend. Big D. I don't know if you heard about that. NASCAR Chicago weekend is about much more than racing. This is Ryan McCaffrey of Yard Barker for the first time in series history nascar will race on a city street circuit this weekend in chicago while the race itself has been highly anticipated the biggest story is about the marketing in recent years nascar has taken a number of innovative measures toward diversifying its schedule and expanding its viewership such as moving the preseason clash to the la coliseum and running a dirt race at bristol uh chicago is maybe the boldest experiment yet and the decision has been a controversial one they went into all the crime that's going on there and what have you but uh yeah Racing in Chicago, I'll have a full recap on uh, on Wednesday. That'll be okay. So that's a wrap in sports, Big D. All right, Slick Rick, very good. So uh, just, I know we
0: get a lot of new viewers every night, and the audience keeps getting bigger and bigger. So let me just say there's some people confused. If you use our code, LFS6B, at MyPillow, you're going to get a receipt from MyPillow when you make your purchase. It'll show that you used our code on it. All you have to do is forward that receipt to me, and when you forward it to me, just type in, hey, here's my receipt. I want a Slick Rick sports shirt, 2XL in sports gray or whatever colors we offer, and then we'll send it to you. There's no kind of code that you're going to get that you come over to our site and plug in from My Pillow. Just send us the receipt. Tell us what you want. When you forward the email to us, just type in what you want, and we'll take care of it. If you've sent it in, we'll, we'll get it, and we will get to it. Uh, but there's people are asking, where's my code to plug in on your site from the My Pillow? It's not a code. Oh, my just goodness. forward the receipt. Tell us what you want. We'll send it out. That's how it's going to work.
2: And, and they can take a picture as well, right? Is that, and they is can it, yeah, take a, take a picture of what of you want receipt.
0: and attach that and say, hey, I want right. this. Just make sure you give a size and color as well. A lot of people just sending in a My Pillow receipt with nothing. And I don't know what you want, what size it is, what color you want, nothing. So just that's
1: what we need. So And, and Dumb Picker twenty twenty two wants to see Delgado in a tank top. I said they're gonna have to do that in flex payments.
3: That's yeah. that's
0: a
1: good I you, one. I've been in town all week <laughs> Try to veal. That's a funny <laughs> one around there. I don't
0: care who you are. All right, well we don't have a lot of time to do news. We'll do something when we get back, but I can read this to you. This from the um Justice Chief Justice in his um Uh, in in today's uh, ruling he wrote this is what you were talking about before all right a benefit to a student who overcame racial discrimination for example must be tied to that student's courage and determination or a benefit to a student whose heritage or culture motivated him or her to assume a leadership role or attain a particular goal must be tied to that student's unique ability to contribute to the university in other words The student must be treated based on his or her experiences as an individual, not on the basis of race. Many universities have for too long done just the opposite. And in doing so, they have concluded wrongly that the touchstones of an individual's identity is not challenges bested, skills built, or lessons learned, but the color of their skin. Our constitutional history does not tolerate that choice. That from the Chief Justice today. Alright, live from Studio 6B, we'll get into Clarence Thomas and some of the things he wrote, taking direct aim at Katanji Brown Jackson when we get back right after this. <laughs> live from studio 6b on a thursday real america's voice so i want to get to uh, justice thomas's concurrence in today's ruling i want to read you a couple things he wrote and we'll start on page 17 and by the way one through 16 are worth it too and i know it's hard to read these things and most of you don't have time but i just picked a couple things that stood out to me Um, Page 17, paragraph E, he writes, Despite the extensive evidence favoring the colorblind view, it appears increasingly in vogue to embrace an anti-subordination view of the 14th Amendment, that the amendment forbids only laws that hurt but not help blacks. Such a theory lacks any basis in the original meaning of the 14th Amendment. Respondents cite a smattering of federal and state statutes passed during the years surrounding the ratification of the 14th Amendment. And Justice Sotomayor's dissent argues that several of these statutes evidence the ratifier's understanding that the Equal Protection Clause permits consideration of race to achieve its goal. Upon examination, however, it is clear that these statutes are fully consistent with the colorblind view start with the 1865 freedoms bureau act the act established the freedoms bureau to issue provisions clothing and fuel needed for the immediate and temporary shelter and supply of destitute and uh, suffering refugees and freedmen and their wives and children and the setting apart for the use of loyal refugees and freedmen, abandoned, confiscated, or purchased lands, and assigning to every male citizen, rather refugee or freedman, not more than forty acres of such land. So he and he so he goes through historical, um, you know, he goes through history, goes through the history of the Fourteenth Amendment. Um, He says, in an effort to salvage their patently unconstitutional programs, the universities uh, pivot to argue that the 14th Amendment permits the use of race to benefit only certain racial groups rather than applicants at large. Yet this is just the latest disguise for discrimination. The sudden narrative shift is not surprising. And it has long been apparent that quote unquote diversity was merely the current rationale of convenience to support
3: racially discriminatory admissions programs. He says, without such guardrails, the
0: 14th Amendment would become self-defeating, promising a nation based on the equality ideal but yielding a quota and caste-ridden society steeped in race-based discrimination. Sounds like about utopia for the Mm -hmm. Democrat Party. A core purpose of the 14th Amendment was to do away with all uh, governmentality-imposed discrimination based on race the court today enforces those limits and rightly so as noted above both harvard and unc have a have a history of racial discrimination but neither have even attempted to explain how their current racially discriminatory programs are even remotely traceable to their past discriminatory conduct nor could they The current race-conscious admissions programs takes no account of ancestry and, at least for Harvard, likely have the effect of discriminating against some of the very same ethnic groups against which Harvard previously discriminated, i.e. Jews and those who are not part of the white elite. All the while, Harvard and UNC ask us to blind ourselves to the burdens imposed on the millions of innocent applicants denied admission because of their membership in a currently disfavored race. The Constitution neither commands nor permits such a result. Quote, purchased at the price of immeasurable human suffering, the 14th Amendment recognizes that classifications based on race lead to ruinous consequences for individuals and for a nation. So well, that's just a little bit from Clarence Thomas. Just brilliant stuff. Um and then in the very end, he really
3: takes he really takes aim at um Katanji Brown Jackson.
0: And uh he says, Justice Jackson well he leads into the paragraph in her by saying The solution to our nation's racial problems thus cannot come from policies grounded in affirmative action or some other conception of equity. Uh, Racialism simply cannot be undone by different or more racialism. Instead, the solution announced in the second founding is incorporated in our Constitution. That we are all equal and should be treated equally before the law without regard of our race. Only that promise can allow us to look past our differing skin colors and identities and see each other for what we truly are, individuals with unique thoughts, perspectives, and goals, but with equal dignity and equal rights
3: under the law. And then he says, Justice Jackson has a different view. Rather
0: than focusing on individuals as individuals, her dissent focuses on the historical subjugation of black Americans, invoking statistical racial gaps to argue in favor of defining and categorizing individuals by their race. As she sees things, we are all uh, trapped in a fundamentally racist society with the original sin of slavery and the historical subjugation of black Americans still determining our lives today. The panacea she counsels is to unquestionably accede to the view of elite experts and reallocate society's riches by racial means as necessary to level the playing field, all as judged by racial metrics. I strongly disagree. That's his opening paragraph into this <laughs> withering fire attack on her, on her descent that he goes on for about another 14 pages.
2: Wow. Now let me ask you because I, you know, I don't read these things. Um, do they normally take aim at each other? I don't know that. Like Not like, not, I, I don't believe like this. Yeah. Cause that's the first time I've ever heard, uh, you know, one justice singling out another, license. but I don't know that. So I, right. I don't know that. You know, I'm sure there's
0: a constitutional lawyer or expert out there that may. I, I don't know. I don't know. But they, but he absolutely takes aim at her, and Justice Rob, Chief Justice Roberts, takes aims at Sotomayor too, with a couple blazing paragraphs. Well,
2: Sotomayor is kind of a dope. I well, gonna... I mean, yeah, I, <laughs> I, I, I get it. That's not. <laughs> I get that, but she, I mean she's she's put herself on display a few different times where you just kind of scratch your head, like really, you're 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 a Supreme Court justice. Her 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 thing could have been written by, um,
0: Ibram Kendi, man, you know the guy yeah. Ibram yeah yeah he could have written her thing today for her.
2: The guy who describes racism as racist stuff that racist people do. Her nine thousand
0: yeah. words,
3: <laughs> yeah. But Justice Thomas is, um, I mean you know some of it's. You know hard to kind of for someone who's not a constitutional scholar
0: you have to sit there and really read it but and but some of it just is like that's easy you know it's just easy right um you want to hear a little bit of thomas soul back in the day
2: of course on this
7: exact subject listen to this
2: do you believe that mandatory
3: proportional representation benefits minorities
7: no in fact i think one of the great handicaps that uh, blacks and other minorities face across the country is that they are systematically mismatched with universities in the admissions process. That is, if, if Harvard feels that it must have X percent of blacks, and if the pool is such that they can't get X percent of blacks at the same level as the rest of the Harvard students, they're gonna take those blacks who would have succeeded in some state university and bring them to Harvard where many of them will fail. Or MIT is a better example, that the average black student at MIT is in the bottom 10% of M- MIT students in math. But he is in the top 90% of all American students in math because MIT students are so phenomenal in mathematics. Something like one fourth of all the black students going to MIT do not graduate. You're talking about a pool of people who score at the 90th percentile in math whom you are artificially turning into failures by mismatching them with the school back in the much earlier you had a great increase of blacks in the universities through the gi bill you had nothing like that kind of attrition from that process because the, the student went wherever he could be accepted wherever he met the normal standards and the government simply paid the money
4: I, I i gather from your comments about mit and harvard that you don't think there's enough blacks out there who are qualified to fill the number of vacancies allotted for them in those schools. Is that right? Is that what you're saying? Well, the saying?
7: word, word qualifies really misleading. Well, how is misleading. The question is whether or not they may, they are like the other students at Harvard and MIT. Well,
4: okay. Well, so there's not- So, so
7: they, they may be perfectly qualified. The same student might go to, through, God help us, I hope there's no are from Illinois, uh, Illinois <laughs> Institute of Technology and do well. But, but there's no reason why you should fail in MIT, there's, there's no prestige in flunking out of the Ivy League.
4: I got it. So, but my point is, you believe there are not enough black women and men out there that are the same as white women and men to be able to go through Harvard and MIT.
7: If there were, it would mean that the whole history of oppression had done no harm, whatever. Well, so the answer is you don't think there are, I'm not, I just want to so figure so, out what so you're so saying. Question, what I think is a factual matter. So factually, you're oh. saying factually there are not enough. Factually, this study has already been done by Klickgaard at Harvard, and Mm -hmm. the the figures are all there. Anyone can look them up.
4: Okay, no, I I, I, I just want to hear from you. Mm -hmm. I I want to know what you're thinking. Uh, Mm -hmm.
6: At the University of California at Berkeley, for example, where the entering freshman class has been described as, quote, wonderfully diverse, unquote, Mm -hmm. because the, quote, class closely reflects the actual ethnic distribution of California high school students. These are your words. More than 70% of black students fail to graduate.
7: Yes. Why? because they're mismatched with Berkeley. That is, the average black student at Berkeley is above the national average on test scores. It's just that the average white student is further above the national average and the average Asian student further above than the white students. And so in that atmosphere, these students who have every qualification to succeed are artificially turned into failures. And the only beneficiary of that is the University of California at Berkeley. Because what they've effectively done is rented these bodies for window dressing for a few years, and then when they're through with them, they're put aside. A new bunch of bodies are brought in. Have you told them that. Oh yes. And what do they say to you? Oh, different things. <laughs> uh, I remember one fellow saying, "Oh, Tom, I'm just a little guy. I can't do anything about this," which you know, wonderful. But I really, the people who the people who really have the influence are not the people I've talked with. Uh, those people know exactly what they're doing. There's another group, I guess, that benefits from this. You have an establishment there, a black studies establishment, who needs students to, man- to be in their classrooms, and these students serve those serve purposes.
0: Mm. That's a brilliant man right there. Walter E. Williams, Thomas Sowell, two of the great, great, great thinkers, great speakers, um, man, just brilliant. All right, we'll wrap it up news and sports when we get back right after this. 13 to the hour, live from Studio 6B. Sick Rick's been doing sports. Delgado's been doing news. Aaron Fran holding it down. You in the live chat over there on Rumble and on Getter. Make sure you follow us on all our social media. Make sure you follow Real America's Voice as well. Real AM Voice. Make sure you lock it in on Real America's Voice all day. Uh, Ed and Karen kick it off in the morning. Of course, uh, John Solomon made some news with them. We played that clip. That clip is still getting all over
2: the place today.
0: He's made news
2: with that clip A lot of places. John called the burner phone.
0: (laughs) Oh, oh, come on, man. Hello? Hey, Joe, it's John. Got to (laughs) go. Well, here was Joe today. He waddled over to MSNBC, as I showed you. Of course, he left the set right in the middle of the live shot because he had to go. But while he was there, it wasn't much better when he was actually in the seat. Uh, And here's a little bit of uh, what he said with Nicole Wallace.
4: Some of your former Senate colleagues on the Judiciary Committee would go as far as to say that it's anti-democratic. Do you agree with that? Well, you know, if I say it's anti
0: <laughs> like he would know doesn't <laughs> <laughs> what the hell you're talking about. Um, he has no idea. Uh, <laughs> and, and, and As you'll uh, see, here we go.
4: Anti-democratic, then it gets Get off a lot of trouble. But its value system is different, than, and it's, its respect for institutions. Is different.
0: So the Supreme Court's value <laughs> system is different. Yes. Than, 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 it's, than what Joe Biden... Well, yes, it's, six of it is at least different than yours. That's for sure. Damn right it is, and it should be. But how is this not an attack on an institution that's um, there to keep America safe? I don't know. Merrick Garland said that's a threat to democracy or an attack on democracy.
4: And in that sense, it is, uh, it is not as embracing of, of all... What I think the, con- the Constitution says, we hold these truths be self at all.
2: Oh, here we go. Uh, ah, here
0: we go. Um, Joe. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's not the Constitution. He can't even keep them straight. He can't even keep them straight. As embracing
4: of of all. What I think the, con- the Constitution says, we hold these truths we be self, that all men and women are created equal endowed by their creator. It's <laughs> so the uniqueness of America. We never fully lived up to We never walked away from it. this court seems to say.
0: That, of course, is the declaration, not the Constitution.
2: But, you know, it's the thing. You know, the thing. Yeah, the thing.
4: No, that's not always the case. The idea there's no right of privacy in the Constitution, giving states power That we fought a war over. Do
0: you remember the look when Justice Thomas, when he was getting questioned by this idiot back in the 70s or 80s, whenever it was? Yeah, you played that. Yeah, Yeah. Me and you know, because we're the smartest ones in the room. Remember that? And that look that he had. That's the look that he has (laughs) right now watching this clip tonight as Joe Biden starts to talk about the right of privacy in the 14th Amendment.
4: And the Constitution, which is really. The idea there's no right of privacy in the Constitution, giving states power. That we fought a war over in 1960. Yeah. Um, you know, I <laughs> okay. Just in the Wait. chat,
0: write me if you know the war <laughs> that we fought in 1960 that Joe Biden's referring to. Uh, just, just let me know what he's talking about here. Ah, uh, depends what outfit. I don't fighting. think
4: <laughs> yeah, there's no right of privacy in the Constitution, giving states power that we fought a war over in 1960. Um, you know, I, 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 I just think it's. Um, This is not your father's Republican Party.
0: There's the default. (laughs) There's there's the default fallback line. Of course, if you notice, Nicole Wallace hasn't said one thing in this two minutes, because how could you? Even for her, she has
2: no idea what
0: he's talking about. Right.
2: No idea. And no idea where he's possibly going with this.
0: None. Zippo. Now, this is interesting. Talk about liberal heads exploding tonight. Uh, Chank who is the um i believe the founder and i know uh, he's the host of the young turks i think he's also the founder and the ceo of uh, the young turks he says i think the supreme court got the affirmative action case right i'm sick of the stereotypes that attach to all minorities because of this policy it was necessary in the beginning but has become counterproductive but legacy admissions, which are much more unfair, also must be banned. And uh, Well, that's not
3: true. But that's interesting, um, coming from him, because you would not have thought that would have been his response. So,
0: an Anna Casparini Kas- Kasper- uh, Kas- Kas- I think, is her name. Easy for you. She's her, she's this, uh, She's on the show with him, and of course, she's the one who l- has lost it a couple times, like really lost it on certain things where they've disagreed. Maybe this is one of them. I didn't see the show today, but... I don't know. Interesting. So, all right, let's quickly do some sports and news before we wrap it up. Anything else, Slick Rick, and sports going on?
1: All right, just a couple quick scores. Uh, Brewers over the Mets, 3 2, bottom of the ninth. Astros blowing out the Cardinals, 10 zip. That's also top nine, bottom seventh. Uh, Cubbies lead the, will uh, trail the uh, Phillies, 3 1. No score. Dodgers and Rockies look like there's going to be a rain out there. Pirates, 5 4, over to Padres earlier tonight. And just uh, one story that hit the waves today. NFL does suspend four players for gambling violations. ESPN, Isaiah, Isaiah Rogers, Rod Shad, Berry of the Indian. Annapolis Colts, and free agent Demetrius Taylor was suspended indefinitely through at least the 2023 season for betting on NFL games. I saw that uh, Boomer Esiason, the Cincinnati Bengal great and TV, I mean radio analyst on WFAN, he said that it's baloney. He says the players have no idea what the rules are. They haven't even been properly told. You know, these guys are just, they're going on and they're betting in fantasy football and stuff in the locker rooms, and they're getting busted for that and suspended. So, now they got to get a, f- a clearer definition on the rules with this gambling. And gambling is a, it's a, it's a big part of society now because of all these, you know, sites and the phones and all and, you know, what have you. Anyway, that's a wrap. It's yep. Big D. Back to you.
0: Uh, Daniel Harwood says, hey, if the left doesn't want the federal courts to necessarily be the final word on a political matter, I'm all game for that. I've got about a 100 of their favorite court rulings that I'd like to ignore starting today as well. So
2: uh, anything else in news? All right. Well, yeah, since we were playing that clip of uh, Joe Biden uh, before he, of course, um, wandered off the set there. President Joe Biden, believe it or not, may- maybe maybe this is why he wandered off the set. He's kind of he's kind of you know he's distracted. Things are bothering him, according to this uh, report from the Daily Caller. President Joe Biden has reportedly been consumed by worries about Hunter Biden, despite all the appearances and <laughs> words of phrase. An unnamed source close to the president told NBC News the president's son has been embroiled in numerous legal cases in recent weeks, and Joe Biden has been pressed repeatedly on their relationship despite the increased public scrutiny the president has been keeping his son close inviting him to the state dinner with the indian prime minister and flying with him to camp david in maryland political advisors have apparently tried to tell the president that keeping his son so close may not be a smart move but this is joe biden we're talking well, about he's
0: listening to uh, what's the girl on the view anna navarro
2: right yeah. uh biden's response has ranged from defensive to outright angry He will not accept any suggestions to distance himself from his son. And his message about Hunter Biden boils down to hands off my family, according to the outlet. The president's sensitivity towards his son has also been apparent in his remarks and language from the White House. The president becoming visibly upset after a reporter asked him if he was truly sitting next to his son during the Chinese business deal. And the White House has repeatedly maintained that he's proud of his son. Uh, Mm -hmm. June 20th, Hunter Biden, of course, you remember. Pleaded guilty to a sweetheart deal. Um, two days later, documents unsealed by the House and Ways Committee showed the IRS whistleblower had alleged Hunter Biden threatened the Chinese business associate by texting him that Joe Biden was sitting right next to him. Um, and this continues to unfold. Hunter Biden has also been facing that paternity suit. And he's also just went through a uh, where I, I guess a six hour questioning regarding the lawsuit from uh, the computer store owner. Jack, uh, is it John Mac Isaac? I believe is his name. I had the story here. Um, So he just finished six hours of that testimony as well. And uh, those close to the president have given up attempting to explain the optics of having Hunter Biden in the public eye and so close to the president. The president of the White House Counsel's Office have maintained the president was not in business with his son. So that coming from the Daily Caller. But, you know, let's face it. Uh let's face it you said? Yeah, he's he's kind of he kind of lies about this stuff. <laughs>
3: <laughs> okay.
0: As always we salute our military active and active police firefighters first responders EMTs everybody on the front lines protecting us. Thanks everybody on the show. Thanks Aaron, thanks friend. Most of all thank you the live from Studio 6B audience. We're going to pull a Biden. we got to go. We're out of here. <laughs> we'll see you tomorrow night. <laughs> 8 p.m. live from Studio 6B. Bye.